0: This rant and all other downtown sports rants are brought to you by Digital Market Battles, the company that will find your company high-value leads. They will meet your conversion goals no matter what. Just go to www.digitalmarketbattles.com to schedule your discovery call today. I've waited a while to do this. Because I've had to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in my mind over the grade for this team. This is Downtown Sports. And I am the mouth of the South, John Schiavone. This is a Downtown Sports rant. A Downtown Sports rant slash report card, if you will. So, Beast went about going and grading the Knicks. Keith Smith gave them a grade of an A. Beast gave them around a B+. C- I was tasked with the Nets. Now, obvious answer is, well, they're an A, right? Well, this rant wouldn't be interesting if that were the case. So, I really took a good look at this team. And I have come to one singular conclusion about them. Lucky. That is the word that defines their season. Now, I'm not saying the roster as it's currently constructed, is lucky. I'm not saying that, you know, oh, the team is winning games via luck and not via skill. That's not what I mean by lucky. If we're talking about the roster, how they're playing, how they've come together, and all of those important things that really would be very important if the Nets want to win a championship, i give them an A. However, that's not the only thing that there is to talk about with this next team. The trade for Harden was obviously a success. Take a look at the results it's netting. There's a lot of talk in the city of New York that James Harden might actually be the number one piece of that big three. People are starting to rate. Hardened higher than Durant in this city, if you could actually believe it. I mean, the Nets, as a roster, as they are constructed, are winning basketball games. They're going to be the number one seed in the East when it's all said and done. I believe that wholeheartedly. I think they have the best roster in the Eastern Conference, bar none. They get an A. The Big Three. Gets an A as well. Because of the fact that they've been able to gel so well together. And yeah, Keith Smith brought it up. Durant hasn't been there the whole time. But the two that you were really concerned about sharing the basketball are sharing it very, very effectively. And that's Harden and Kyrie. Both of them know how to work with the basketball, both of them know how to work off the basketball. Both of them know when to pass. They know when to shoot. You're not seeing either of them hog the ball too much. And when Kevin Durant comes back, people are saying, oh, well, that's another ball-heavy player. You're going to see how that team's going to fall apart once Durant's in the regular rotation. What's going to happen in the last five minutes? What's going to happen in the last five minutes is whoever's hottest is going to have the ball. Let's be real. Whoever's playing the best, whoever's feeling the best, whoever has the best matchups is going to get the ball. Because Kyrie is known for finishing. Kevin Durant is known for finishing. So if I were a betting man, those would be the two that would be finishing the game for you. While Harden would be shouldering a lot of the load for the uh, first three quarters and maybe most of the fourth. Where Kyrie would be the guy to take it in the last five minutes. Because that's what Kyrie's done throughout his entire career. He is the finisher. He's the guy that takes the last shot. He's always that guy. Even next to LeBron James, he was that guy. So they're learning how to play with each other, and they're playing well together. I mean, it helps that they have a coaching staff full of veteran coaches along with a young Steve Nash. Now, we were saying old Steve Nash years ago, but that was, a, that was when he was a player. Now he's a coach, so he's a young man again. He's been given new life thanks to his new position. But, yes, Steve Nash, the young coach rookie head coach, has a lot of help around him. And Harden pretty much took everything he liked about the Rockets and left with it. So, uh, yep, he took the coach that he liked and went to Brooklyn. So that's kind of how that worked. Um, But the reason I can't give the Nets an A, despite the fact that this trade worked out so well, it's that front office. Now, oh, wait, I, I I hear the people in the background now. Before I even get into it, I hear the people in the background now. Oh, they traded too many draft picks. They mortgaged the future. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not the argument I'm going with here, guys. It's really not. Because when you're a team that's the number two team in the city, that's little brother, who had a legitimate shot this year, To not only be the national headline, but the headline in their own city, which, you know, I know that sounds weird. Because you would think, well, wouldn't being the national headline be better than being the uh, citywide headline? Well, no. The Knicks own the back pages of this city. They own the hearts of the fans. The Knicks became relevant again at the absolute wrong time for the Nets in terms of winning the hearts and minds of New York over to that franchise versus the New York Knicks, which have treated the New York fan base like garbage for the past 20-some-odd years. But I digress from that point. The point I want to make is the Nets are not the back page story in their own city, so that has to go against them, firstly. But when I'm going after the front office, it's not because of what they gave up to get Harden. It's when they got Harden that specifically upset me a little bit. Specifically, they made that deal about 48 hours before we found out that Karis Levert had cancer of the kidney. And he's back and he's playing for Indiana. Congratulations to Levert. And congratulations to Sean Marks for dodging that bullet because if uh, Lavert was unable to play for an entire year, we might be talking draft compensation going to the Pacers because the piece that they received was, well, for lack of a better term, broken. So the fact that Lavert is out on the floor and playing today is pretty much a miracle for him for the Pacers and for the Nets because that would have uh, really gotten them a lot of trouble in the offseason especially considering maybe draft picks could have been lost because you really wonder how quickly they pulled that trigger after just a couple of weeks and the whole talk of the offseason was yeah they wanted Harden but they weren't going to overpay to get him. they weren't they were going to wait until the deal was right well The deal ended up being right, and a lot of fans were wondering what the Rockets actually wanted for James Harden because the Nets seemed to have given up a lot to get him, and they did. They gave up Jared Allen. They gave up Karis LeVert and others. All of that young core that Sean Marks spent years building to get guys like Kyrie and Durant to even want to come here in the first place, those guys get shipped off to other teams now Nobody really cares about them anymore. Not that, you know, I mean, we hope Jared Allen has a nice career, obviously. And Karis LeVert, congratulations on recovering. And we hope you have a nice career as well. But the story is James Harden is the best thing that's happened to Brooklyn basketball. And while James Harden and the roster deserve, and the coaching staff deserve an A, I don't think the Nets do overall. So I'm going to grade them a B plus. And here's why. If they were going to make that trade, I think that trade was available to make in the offseason. I don't think we had to have those first couple of weeks of the season where we were seeing subpar play from the Nets when they were playing just 500 basketball or lower than that, actually before the Harden deal came around. The season turned around when James Harden got on the roster and then Kyrie, uh, you know, got back to playing after he was done taking care of whatever social justice issues he was uh, sitting out for. And, you know, Durant's been hurt, but... You know, Kyrie and uh, Harden are doing the job. And when Durant comes back, I'm not concerned about him fitting in because he does know how to play off the ball. So I wouldn't expect Durant to have to be the number one scoring option on this team anymore. I expect him to be a distraction down low to make sure that they're not sending too many players out to the perimeter to stop Kyrie and Harden. So, I mean, I don't think Durant is somebody that you have to worry about when he comes back. But the fact that I have to give the Nets... A B-plus, instead of it, it kind of hurts. But if they waited just 48 hours later to make that trade, Harden would not be here right now. We would not be talking about an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. We would not be looking at a potential what would the Nets do if they went in the Finals against the Clippers or the Lakers or the Jazz or the Suns or one of the six teams out west that could possibly take that title i mean that could end up in the finals the nets seem to be the foregone conclusion here in the east but i don't think they had to make it as hard for themselves as they did i think there were deals available for harden that mirrored the one that you did that you could have done before the season started. And Sean Marks, while not giving up too much draft capital, the fact that the trade was done the way it was done, that that doesn't upset me so much. What upset me is when it happened and the fact that if he didn't make that trade, just two days later, James Harden would have been a 76er. And not a net because Levert would have went down with that horrific disease. And we would be waiting for Karis Levert's return and not the Indiana Pacers. The 76ers would have a roster of Embiid and Harden and others. While the Nets were waiting for Levert to come back to complete their big three. Oh, also, Durant would have been hurt, so the Nets would have been maybe a fourth or fifth seed of the East right now, you know, recovering from injuries, maybe challenging the 76ers, but not getting to a title. So 48 hours is literally what separated Sean Marks from Doom, and that cuts it way too close for me to give the Nets an A. So for roster... As we see it right now, A, congratulations. Coaching staff, also an A. Literally having to start over with a brand new team almost two weeks into the season. Oh, yeah, and one of the most ball-dominant point guards in the NBA has now appeared on your basketball team. To make that gel and to make that work as quickly as they did was great. I give the Nets front office a C plus because 48 hours was all that separated James Harden from being a Philadelphia 76er. You can listen to Downtown Sports on 12 different platforms: Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Bullhorn, Pod Bay, and Listen Notes. 12 different platforms every single week we are downtown sports we are where sports come home listen tomorrow for our full episode we will also have a digital market battle special coming out this week detailing the ncaa tournament we have a lot of stuff coming up for you this week but until then i'm the mouth of the south this was a digital market battles special downtown sports rant thanks for listening